Hello. Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. We hope you had a wonderful Ganesh Chaturthi. Today, we go back to our Vikram and Betal series, the 17th episode. As you may have noticed, with the festive season, we intersperse our podcast with stories on the festivals. Oh, by the way, have you listened to our Teacher to Parent podcast that we post every Wednesday? Our very first series is on how young children learn to read and how you, as a parent, can help your child in this learning process. Do check it out. Again, it is the Teacher to Parent podcast at For All Our Kids. And now, to the story. Friendship. King Vikram stepped on the roots sticking out from the ground. His feet wobbled. He reached out to the tree trunk to steady himself. The bark was sticky in the rain. Oh, never mind that, Vikram thought. Just as he grabbed hold of the corpse hanging from the branch, a lightning bolt lit up the graveyard briefly. It was enough for Vikram to see the vampire grinning from inside the skull. Vikram shook his head and lowered himself onto the ground. Then he began his long march back to the camp where his guards waited for him. The sound of the rain muffled every other noise, but the vampire was hanging from Vikram's shoulder after all. Oh, King Vikrama, another night, another long march. I applaud your determination. But I ask you again, do you know if the hermit is really your well-wisher? Could he be taking advantage of you? Listen to my story. It may give you some insight along this journey. Virdas was one of the richer merchants in Ananthpur. He had worked hard all his life and spent money prudently. His late wife Jayanti, too, hadn't been a big spender. As a result, Virdas had amassed an enormous fortune. But it was too bad that their only son, Sandeep, had not learned their careful ways. The boy lived a very flashy life. He spent money like water. Virdas was very worried. Oh, I made a mistake. I let the boy do as he liked after his mother died. He has grown up without any understanding of the value of hard work. He tried to warn his son. He even gave Sandeep a job. But the boy had become used to taking control and did not want to start working on the lowliest job. He tried to run the business. After all, he was the boss's son. Why should he take orders from anyone? Frustrated and at his wit's end, Virdas told him to try to find a job with any other business in town. Sandeep had never had to face up to his mistakes, so he swaggered around town looking for what he called the right job for him. Unfortunately, 
none of the other merchants thought that he was the right man for their businesses. In the meantime, Sandeep's friend circle expanded. It has always been easy for a free spender to make friends. Sandeep spent his evening partying and his days sleeping. Time passed and Virdas felt himself growing weaker and slower. The doctors couldn't do much for him and he knew his days were nearing an end. So he called Sandeep over to him. Son, I know my end is near. I was able to make this money because of my hard work and cautious ways. If you work to keep earning, you will be able to live comfortably with the money I've left you. It is time you change your ways, he sighed, and then continued. Beware of people who flatter you. They are not your true friends. I leave everything to you. If ever you reach a point where you feel life is hopeless, go to the shed in our old warehouse. You will find a way to help yourself there. But Virdas's words fell on deaf ears. Sandeep just shrugged his shoulders and went back to his crowd. Even after his father's death, Sandeep partied and enjoyed his friend's company. They were clever to use honeyed words to make him do whatever they wanted. Slowly, Sandeep's business suffered, as all he did was take money out. After a couple of years, he was bankrupt, and all his belongings were auctioned off. Other merchants bought parts of the business. Away went his properties, until he was left with nothing but the old warehouse and its shed. It was too dilapidated, and all the businesses nearby had moved away to a newer, posher area. No one wanted the warehouse. Sandeep felt morose, but he believed in his friends. Unknown to him, news of his death and the auction had spread like wildfire in the town. At first, he was surprised at the number of friends who had gone out or were at work or even taken ill. Eventually, it dawned on Sandeep that his friends didn't want to see him. Bewildered, Sandeep walked around the warehouse. He had been sleeping there after the auction. Memories flooded him. His father had indeed tried to warn him, but he hadn't listened. And then he sat up straight. Wait! Father said that if I ever felt hopeless, I should go to the shed. Maybe he has left something for me there. He ran to the shed as fast as his feet could take him. Sandeep opened the door and looked around. It was empty. His shoulders drooped and he sat down and peered at the room. Was that a rope hanging from the beam? His father had left him a rope. He looked closer and noticed a paper sticking out. He jumped and reached for it. Sandeep, if you are reading this, it means you have lost everything, the money and your false friends. If you are sure of ending this life, pull the rope to make sure it is strong enough for you. Sandeep stared at the note for what seemed like a lifetime. 
Then he got out with renewed strength. No, my father wanted to give me a shock, and a shock it is. I'm not giving up, he bounced back. He wandered to the market street and added all the change he found in his pocket. He had enough to buy a plate of idlis. When the boy at the stall handed him the idlis, a pigeon swung by and grabbed an idli. Taken aback, Sandeep dropped the other idli too. A goat that was lurking nearby gobbled up the idli on the ground. The stall owner, a young man much younger than Sandeep, eyed him with pity. He poured out a glass of hot chai and held it out. Here, drink this. I'll give you another plate of idlis as soon as it is ready. Sandeep had never felt so miserable in his life. Hunger gnawed at his stomach that he couldn't take one step without eating. So he decided to stay and wait for the idlis. After the meal, Sandeep walked on, his footsteps heavy. His eyes fell on a familiar shape. It was his friend, Ranjan. Maybe he would help him with some money or a job. Hope in his steps, Sandeep walked over and tapped Ranjan's shoulder. Ranjan had an embarrassed smile as Sandeep asked him for a job. But you seem to be eating out. You must have some money after all, Ranjan said. Sandeep narrated how the pigeon and goat had taken his idlis. And it was a kindness of the idli stall owner that he was able to eat breakfast at all. Oh, come on, Sandeep. First you said that you lost your money because others cheated you. Now you say that birds and animals are trying to rob you. To be truthful, I don't know what you did with all that money your dad left you. You're just lying to us. Ranjan scolded him in front of all the other people. Sandeep was astounded. He went to one friend's house after another, but they all brushed him off, saying that it was all just lies. In the corner of his heart, Sandeep had held out the hope that his father was wrong, that his friends were indeed faithful to him. Now he felt bereft and cheated. He somehow found his way back to the shed and looked at the paper his father had left for him. Oh, what a fool I was not to have listened to you, father. Even you have given up on me, he cried, and pulled the rope, just as the note said. Thumb! fell a bag tied to the other end of the rope. Sandeep gulped. He tried to open the bag but his fingers shook so much that he couldn't untie the knot. So he sat on his hands to steady them. Minutes went by before he mustered enough courage to try again. When Sandeep finally opened the bag, gold coins tumbled out all around him. He saw another note hidden amidst all those coins. He recognized his father's handwriting. Son, if you are reading this, 
It means you have finally understood what I was trying to say to you. Let this be the end of your past life. Use this money wisely and start your own business in this new life. No one could have matched Sandeep's sense of gratitude and joy that day. The following morning, Sandeep went to the market and bought himself new clothes. Then he went around to his friends and told them he had inherited more money after all and invited them over to a party at the warehouse. It was a sumptuous meal and Sandeep's friends wanted to know about his inheritance. But Sandeep began to tell them a story. Something strange happened today. A pigeon flew over to me at the market and said, Your father has left some money in a bag. A goat pulled my dhoti and took me to the place where the money bag was hidden. Sandeep, you always had special talents. I'm not surprised that these animals helped you. His friends clapped him on his back. What are you going to do now? they asked. Oh, I think I'm going to invest in a good business. After all, it is good to go into business with friends you can trust, isn't it? The crowd was at the party until late. They all went home thinking, hoping that Sandeep would invest in their business. It would be easy money after all. The next morning, there was Sandeep at the idli stall, learning to make idlis from the young man. The vampire paused to question King Vikrama. Tell me, O king, did Sandeep invite his friends for dinner only to trick them about investing in their business? What was all that strange story about the pigeon and the goat? The young man at the idli stall had been kind to Sandeep, yes, but wasn't he taking a risk learning to make idlis from him? He was a total stranger after all. If you know the answer to my questions, you better answer me. Otherwise, your head will shatter to pieces. But Vikrama was ready with his answer. Sandeep had learned his lesson, and his father's note was a good reminder to end the life where he trusted people blindly. He must have had some hope in there that his friends hadn't really used him. That's why he told them the tale about the pigeon and the goat, leading him to the money bag, waiting to see their reactions. When they agreed that such an outrageous tale was possible, he realized their true colors. Earlier, when he shared the true account of the pigeon carrying away one idli and the goat gulping down the other, they mocked him and called him a liar. The idli stall owner had been kind to Sandeep and gave him extra idlis, even though he was a poor man himself. That is why Sandeep decided to invest in the idli stall. He understood the value of work, and he was now learning to make the idlis and see how the business was run. So, no, he was not trusting a stranger blindly. He had finally understood how to judge people. As soon as Vikram finished his answer, he felt his shoulders lighten.
the corpse with the vampire was seen flying back to the tree. This is the end of today's story. We hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week for the next episode in our Vikram and Betal series. And don't forget, check out our Teacher to Parent podcast every Wednesday. Until next week, goodbye.